You are Locked On Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everybody, and welcome back to Locked On Pirates. How are we doing today? Of course, I am your host who always does the most, Ethan Smith, and welcome back to the podcast today on January 29th, the last podcast of January before we head to February 2021. And today on the podcast, we are going to have a fun talk as MLB.com released their new top 100 prospects list with four Pittsburgh Pirates boasting in that spot in the top 100 in a class that is highlighted at number one by Tampa Bay's Wander Franco, Baltimore's Adley Rushman, and Detroit's Spencer Torkelson. So let's get into it today, boys and girls and listeners of the podcast. As in the top 10, the Pittsburgh Pirates have my favorite player in the organization, Former 2015 first-round pick, third baseman, 5'10", 205 pounds, Key Brian Hayes. Mr. Key Brian Hayes saw himself have quite the start to his MLB career last year in 2020, playing in 24 games, posting a 376 average in 85 at-bats, a 682 slugging with five home runs, 11 RBIs, and one stolen base. So we also look at Hayes and his minor league stints from 2015 to 2019, a career 279 hitter with 25 home runs, 202 RBIs, 335 strikeouts, 66 stolen bases, and 1,731 at-bats. If you're talking about the Pittsburgh Pirates right now, you're more than likely talking about Mr. Key Brian Hayes. He will be the third baseman coming into this season for the Pittsburgh Pirates. There's no doubt about that. That is probably the one position on the field that the Pittsburgh Pirates know that they have a good up-and-coming player in, in Key Brian Hayes. Hayes is the front runner as of right now to win the National League Rookie of the Year and is actually the third highest National League prospect on this list in the top 100 posting at number 9 with shortstop C.J. Abrams in the Padres organization and left-hand pitcher Mackenzie Gore posting at number 6 in the Padres organization. So Hayes is making a name for himself as he sits at number 9 right now going into 2021. And I think the thing that we all want to see from Hayes is after last year in those 24 games, he hit uh, 376. It was a very fun thing to watch just in a pretty much abysmal year for the Pittsburgh Pirates, only winning 19 games. But you really look at Hayes, and he's up there obviously in the top 10, meaning he's obviously up there in the third base department. He is the second highest third baseman on the list behind Spencer Torkelson of the Detroit Tigers. But he is the highest rated prospect right now at third base in the National League. And right now, that's a big deal. And really, in the NL Central side of things, if we're talking about the top of this list, at least in the top 20, there's only one other guy in the NL Central right now on that list, and that's Dylan Carlson of the St. Louis Cardinals. After that, you don't see an NL Central player again 
until you get to Matthew Libertor and Nolan Garman of the Cardinals at 37 and 38. So right now, the Pittsburgh Pirates and the St. Louis Cardinals are kind of dominating the Central in this top 100, at least at the top. And two, not too far behind uh, Libertor and Garman, you get two uh, Pirates at 43 and 52, who we will get into in a second. But the one thing that I want to see from Hayes, even at the young age of 24, I really want to see him jump into a kind of leadership role of this rebuild, if you get what I'm saying. Like, I really want him to just jump into this and be very good. Like, I want him to... I'm not expecting him to hit 376 over 24 games every single year, but I really want to see him improve his game offensively because we already know the talent that he gives you defensively. Offensively, he still has a way to go. He showed last year that he does know how to hit the baseball, though, which is a very good thing. But I'm very excited to see what he can bring to the squad in 2021. Obviously, winning will not probably be a part of that too much, but it's very worth the while of seeing individual development, especially from a guy like Key Brian Hayes. If you really want to build something in Pittsburgh, Hayes is where you start it right now. That's just how it is. That's where you're starting it. So that's enough about Hayes. We've talked about him a lot on this podcast for a good reason. But now we're going to get into our 2020 number one overall pick at number seven, Nick Gonzalez. So in 2020, Gonzalez was actually ranked the number one prospect in the Pittsburgh organization that will most likely now go to Key Brian Hayes. But Gonzalez will not be seeing the field in 2021 as a Pittsburgh Pirate. He's currently slated to be in Bradenton with the Marauders and advanced a baseball, but I could see him making a jump to double A and maybe even triple A as his ETA is actually next year. And we've talked about Gonzalez before, and we've also talked to Gonzalez before. If you guys want to go a little bit way back and go back to that fun interview I had with Mr. Nick Gonzalez, who was just so good coming out of New Mexico State and the best pure hitter in that 2020 class, arguably. And he's only 21. And, I mean, you look at uh, his college career at New Mexico State, he hit 448, 610, and over a 1 in the slugging department in 16 games during that shortened year in 2020 in his junior year. Uh, he's done a lot of things. You look at his grades on the 2080 grading scale, 55 overall, 50 arm, 45 power, 45 fielding, 55 running, and 60 hitting future second baseman or shortstop of the Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, along a guy that you may also see pretty soon in Jiwan Bay, along guys like Kevin Newman, Cole Tucker, uh, depending on where they put him, and we'll talk about him later, O'Neal Cruz. Uh, he could play anywhere. Like It's going to be one of those things that might end up being something that we do see where Gonzalez does jump in and play maybe like the outfield to start out, but I think they would do more of that in the lower divisions of the uh, uh, farm system before they really figure out where he's going to play. But Gonzalez comes in at number 43. You have guys like Nick Matagrill from the White Sox at second base ahead of him. Also at second base, you have, I'm, try, I'm scrolling up and down the list at the moment. That's actually it. So Gonzalez is the second highest rated second baseman in the class, only behind the White Sox, Nick Matagrill, who was drafted number four overall in 2018 by the Chicago White Sox. And then you scroll a little bit more and you get Jeter Downs, who is a part of that um, 
Mookie Betts trade and the Boston Red Sox and Los Angeles Dodgers trade. Shouts out to Gabrielle from Locked On Red Sox. She was not a fan of that. Uh, shout out to my friend Alana. She also wasn't a fan of that either. They are both major Red Sox fans. Go check them out. And then again, Tampa Bay gets Vidal Brujan at second base slash shortstop, but Gonzalez has definitely cemented himself in there as a top second baseman in this top 100 prospects list, and only time will tell how good he will truly end up being. And today on this podcast, by the way, we're sponsored by some great people at rockauto.com. I do DoorDash now. DoorDash has been making me some extra money on the side. Shouts out to DoorDash. But Every car, even my decent car, can have some car problems. Make sure you go to rockauto.com. Rockauto.com will take care of you if you tell them you are from Locked On. They love us over there. Uh, They do really good jobs on pricing. You don't have to haggle your pricing. The price that you see is final. So make sure you go to rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Today's episode is also brought to you by my new favorite candy bar, Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, that is L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you'll get 20% off of your next order. You could be a returning customer like myself, and you still get 20% off of your next order when you use code LOCKEDON. I love the peanut butter flavor. They're starting to come out with little gel uh, candy now. They're starting to come out with a lot of different things. So make sure you go check out our wonderful friends at BuiltBar.com and let them know that Locked On Sports, your team, every day, sent you. And when we come back, there's still two more Pirates that we have to talk about in the top 100 list coming in at 52 and 64. And we will be right back. And welcome back to Locked On Pirates, everybody. I am once again your host, Ethan Smith, who always does the most. I hope you guys are having a wonderful Friday. Looking forward to a great weekend. Some fun news from me. I will be in Miami next week on vacation Thursday and Friday, so you will be getting three podcasts Monday through Wednesday. I would really love to hear what you guys want to talk about. If you want to come on the show, just DM me at Locked On Pirates on Twitter or at MVP Ethan, my personal Twitter account, and we can get you guys on. I kind of want to have a lot of voices on this podcast about a lot of Pirates fans and see what you're looking forward to the most in 2021 or just wanting to talk Buckos baseball. We can always find something to talk about here at Locked On Pirates, a part of the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. So now, coming in at number 52, not Pope Francis, but the Priester himself, Quinn Priester, another first-round pick in the Pirates organization, drafted in 2019 at number 18 overall. The 20-year-old right-handed pitcher does not grade below a 50 in any of his scouting grades, and he's the fir- he was the first Illinois high school pitcher to be taken in the first round since Mike Foldenevich was taken 19 overall by the Astros in 2010. So it was a pretty historic thing for the Pittsburgh Pirates to pick him up. And we kind of get into what Priester will be doing. We know that the Pirates did get rid of Joe Musgrove and Jamison Tyone. Could Priester make the jump in 2021? I don't think so. His ETA as of right now is 2023, so I wouldn't expect him to make the jump very quickly. Now, he's probably the most promising guy pitching-wise that we have in the system. Mitch Keller obviously is still kind of like a like an unwritten story. We don't really know what 
we've seen from him is his first two years were very awkward. It was very just a lot of kind of wild things going on. With 2019, he didn't ever really get the right footing. And then in 2020, we deal with COVID. So, of course, by the way, Priester has only played nine games in the minor leagues because of no minor league baseball last year. Uh, 3.19 ERA, one win, one loss. Uh, 36.2 innings pitched, 32 hits, one home run given up, 14 walks, 41 strikeouts in nine games. I like to see that. A three, uh, 235 average against, so not too bad. I mean, Priester is definitely going to be a very nice guy. He's going to be someone that the Pirates fans can look forward to, especially if they can draft a guy like Kumar Rocker or Jake Later, number one, to even further bolst a farm system now that has just been bolstered by pitching talent. I mean, Tanaj Thomas, Quinn Priester, Carmen Majinski, Brennan Malone, all guys that the Pittsburgh Pirates can be looking forward to see in black and gold at some point over the next probably two or three years. And with Priester, um, his best thing right now has been so... He's been so good with his curveballs from what I've heard, but he's also looking to add strength to his fastball, uh, which already touches 97 and has a spin rate of 2,200 RPM. And he did that against Phillies 2020 first-rounder Mick Abel at Instructs. He also features a sinking two-seamer that gets ground ball outs. He worked on distinguishing between two breaking balls, a plus-low 80s curveball, and a slider. So he has a good pitch repertoire, which has apparently been seeing some good things. Um, He's a big guy, too. Like, we're going to be honest here. 6'3", 195. He's a pretty tall dude. Um... You could expect Priester to probably come in maybe next year, but I wouldn't expect him to come in in 2021, but to only improve in the minor leagues, which I would not be surprised if he does. And then we come to our last and final Pirate in the top 100, coming in at number 64. We mentioned him earlier in the podcast. Very tall guy, 6'7", 215, drafted by the Los Angeles Dodgers, or signed by the Los Angeles Dodgers in 2015 on Yale Cruz. We all know about Cruz's off-field issues. Those seem to be behind him now, which is a very good thing. He can focus on baseball. There has been talks that he will not start at the major league level in 2021, which I actually think could help him. I think if he was to go down and go to AAA, go to... Um, Indianapolis, it could really help him as there is the idea that he could possibly be heading to the outfield to replace Gregory Polanco after this year, who will most likely be leaving after his enormous contract runs out. And I talked about it on Wednesday uh, about the possibility that he gets traded during the 2021 season if he has a good year. But if you're going to try Cruz out in the outfield, we saw what happened to Cole Tucker last year in the outfield in the major league level. I would really prefer it to happen at the lower levels of the of the farm system, so double or triple A, the higher levels of the farm system, actually. And I would like to see Cruz in the outfield, mainly because of his size, but when you also have a 70 arm rating on the 80 scale, and you, you can make some stuff happen out there, especially if he's in right field. Um, it's kind of just a waiting game to see where he's going to end up like going. Because being six foot seven, that's not the ideal size for a shortstop. 
And most people have been just kind of waiting for him to move away from that position, especially with Cole Tucker, Nick Gonzalez, Jiwan Bay, Kevin Newman, and even still Adam Frazier manning those spots right now in the middle infield. Cruz is a very interesting thing because he's been in the system for a minute now, and you look at his minor league stats over his entire career, and he's hitting pretty good. I mean, he's 274. He's hit 32 home runs in his minor league career and 160 RBIs in 336 games. Not bad. Like, not bad at all. But, of course, the off-field issues kind of took a toll on him. Uh, it made things kind of difficult. Uh, and in general, it's kind of a waiting game to see what he does. And as far as shortstops go, too, you still have Leover Piguero in the system as well. Like, and shortstop, everybody plays shortstop. That's what they're listed as internationally. It's just kind of this thing that's always been a weird dynamic. But, I mean, the Pirates are definitely rebuilding a very solid foundation. I mean, they have a plethora of pitchers now. They have some good outfielding prospects in Cal Mitchell, Sammy Ciani, Jared Oliva, Swaggerty, and Hudson Head. And even on Yale Cruz, if you're going to use that same kind of thinking. And then you still have guys like Eddie Yeen, who was picked up in the Josh Bell trade. Uh, Cody Bolton, who could see some work in the in the majors. Miguel Yahure, who was picked up in the uh, Jamison Talion trade, who could see some time after a pretty impressive 2020 in New York. Uh, Rosny Contreras is another guy that people have been watching. Andy Rodriguez. And then the bottom four are all listed to be 2021 ETA. Luis Aviedo, Jose Soriano, Max Kranich, and Michael Burrows, all pitchers. So you're going to be seeing a lot of guys just coming in and out probably in this Pittsburgh organization in terms of getting called up to the majors over the next like one or two years before the team really finds a foundation, I think, in 2023. And it's exciting. I mean, it really is. It's an exciting time to be a Pittsburgh Pirates fan, and not in terms of winning, but in terms of the future. Because I don't think we've had a future like this in a while. Posting four guys in the top 100 is exciting as well. And, I mean, if you look at some other guys, like, that could be guys that you have to watch in the Pittsburgh organization in terms of opposing teams next year, I mean, I will mainly highlight the NL Central, but I've already mentioned Dylan Carlson. I've also already have mentioned my, uh, Matthew Libatore and Nolan Gorman. I don't think they're going to – like some of these guys obviously won't make the immediate impacts. Uh, Braylon Marquez and Brennan Davis in Chicago. Garrett Mitchell, an outfielder who could potentially be a pretty good outfielder for Christian Yelich in the future in the Milwaukee Brewers organization. Um, as we keep going, I mean, realistically, the NL Central, the Pirates probably have the best – farm system in the NL Central. Like you have Austin uh, Hendrick, who will be pretty far away for the Cincinnati Reds. Miguel Amaya, who could be making an impact behind Wilson Contreras in Chicago. Uh, Tyler Stevenson, another catcher for the Reds, who could be making an impact this year as well. And that really rounds it out. I mean, Bryce Terang, who's a player who could be coming up next year for the Milwaukee Brewers. The Pirates probably have the best farm system in the National League Central right now, and that's very good with the way these teams look outside of St. Louis, who is probably going to win that division amidst the Nolan Arenado rumors that they could be getting him from the Colorado Rockies. But we're almost to the 2021 season, everyone, if it starts on time. We're almost to spring training. Pitchers and catchers 
report pretty soon, and I have all your news here at Locked On Pirates. You guys have a fabulous rest of your weekend. Connect with me at Locked On Pirates on Twitter, and I hope you guys come back on Monday through Wednesday next week to hear some more talk on the Pittsburgh Pirates. And you guys have a great day.